going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 348, broken up into two parts, A and B. 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 Thank you, sirs. 348A, posting on 919, will be a discussion on The Nun 2. And 348B, posting on 922, will be a discussion on The State of the Star Wars Universe. Sorry I missed that. Oh, that's that's hilarious because there is no. I know it's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. It, I was like, I was for one second. I was like, did my sound go off? What's going on? But nope, he was just being cheeky. All right, I would Gentlemen, never do that. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as does every week is my co-host Roger Stillian, our lovely perma guest Chris Vaughn. Gentlemen, how are we, Chris? I understand you are feeling under the weather. I am currently under the weather, but I'm here for the people, so I will persevere. Chris is here mm. for you people. You people. Wow. What do you mean by what do you mean by what do you mean? What do you mean by you people? Speaking of, I just rewatched Tropic Thunder like this week, and that, that movie that movie's, that's a good one. That movie is hilarious. It's so funny. Flaming that was Dragon. one of the ones when he originally built his fucking studio, hung up on the wall until it fell down one day. That was and that was yeah. Had that poster framed and everything. The original so Iron Man movie. and. Uh, you know, rumor is there's we're, rumor is we're getting a sequel to that. How? How the fuck could you do I, that? I don't know. I, I don't know, but that's the rumor, and it's I, I'm very excited for it. I'm psyched for it, actually. I mean, so here's the thing. Apparently, Tropic Thunder is very offensive. No, <laughs> it's, it's extremely it's extremely offensive. But it's perfect in every way. It's also extremely <laughs> hilarious. It is. I disagree with the offensive thing but i i think and i go back to the whole, oh no i agree with it <laughs> oh yeah comedy should be comedy should be protected i don't i don't think like stand-up comedians should be brought under this limelight for things they Hold say if I, you, I wasn't trying to act like i cared oh fair okay <laughs> so, like again i think i, don't want know, I think movies should be here. i think movies should be protected if it's especially if it's labeled like a comedy something like it should be protected but that's a whole different issue but i mean everything I'm, should be protected I mean, sure, but I, I don't know about that. I, I didn't have to politically be weird about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you would say. What's going on? Statement, what's way. going on, gentlemen? Um, Besides Chris being sick, Roger, what you got going on? Uh, it's cold. We're talking about the weather like we always do. You know, it's weird. It's, I don't understand. Like, this summer was one of the hottest summers I'd ever felt. And, like, and then now, it just stopped. <laughs> yeah, now it's like normal September weather. I just don't get it. It's like, bitch, it's 45 degrees now. Bitch. Deal with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> Mother uh, Earth talking. <laughs> apparently, this winter is supposed to be pretty hellistic mm, for the yeah, East whatever. Coast. So I'm, I'm kind of on the East Coast. We, we, we live in the East of the country. Sir. So. In comparison to what? And compare our location geographically. Sure. But like if you cross, like if you're in the mid, like the winter's just nothing. It ain't shit. Okay, fair. I was just saying <laughs> in, the east, of... in the eastern part of the U.S. is supposed to be a pretty hor- horrendous winter. So oh, well. I'm kind of psyched for that. We haven't had like snow in a long, like any you know, like great snow in a long time. So. Need feet of snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need feet. What else is going on, guys? Did you watch anything else besides what we watch for the show? Yeah, I did actually. Uh, today we watched we we rewatched the Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie, so that's good. Nice. My uh, my, my theater showing was definitely a little bit um, off. Uh, the sound was not nearly as muffled as when I asked you guys. So it sounds great at, on my uh, on my home TV. So, 
but we okay we, we rewatched well, that you today. watched that hold on but you watched that at Carmine or amc didn't you i don't remember yeah yeah i think we went to amc and watched it yeah well you gotta understand that 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 theater is awful like the more i go there the more i'm just like everything about this theater is terrible AMC, <laughs> get your shit together i mean the, the one i go to almost all the time I'm, as well because it is my amc yeah i mean i have the a-list and i get you know it's, yep. i don't want to pay for marquee when i have amc yeah theater i mean i mean screens 9 10 and 11 are you know pretty good i hear fine so, yeah sure <laughs> uh, but and the other ones are, are awful yeah well i mean and also we watched elemental uh i think it was last night how was, was it it was actually okay so the movie starts out pretty strong the uh, the the story is okay. There's no big bad, so like it's all it's it's just a story about like you know like it's a good way to tell in a kids movie like an immigrant an immigrant story. I I had a we had a good time with it. My kids loved it. It was it was actually pretty good. It was okay. There's some things I have a problem with, you know, as a you know as an intelligent movie watcher, unless I'm watching a you know a movie on my tablet or my phone while I'm trying to cook. But the <laughs> the, 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 the whole like thing behind the movie that I had a problem with was the fact that like it, it really doesn't have any oomph to it. Other than that, it's fine. And the art style is definitely um they took uh similar art style as they did in Soul. They have like very hard like hard black thick lines for some of the characters that like really pop out and things along those lines. Very good. There were some animation issues where they probably just didn't make it to post and like and just weren't polished over enough maybe that's why it, it like it came to streaming so quickly but all in all it was actually a decent film i'd watch it again with my kids so yeah it was pretty good i liked it good i'm, I'm glad you're i'm glad you and your kids enjoyed it yeah. that's, i think that's important for yeah. those i mean that movie was was under a lot of fire for a long time for mm-hmm. whatever reason i don't want to get into it but that that movie was it it, it had some baggage attached to it mm-hmm. so i'm, I'm glad oh. that you, you at least enjoyed it under fire because of the the lead girl in it because she's made a fire. Is that what you're? Is, is that what you did? Oh, there? Wow. Hey <laughs> Um You are a dad equipped with dad humor, which yep, is true, awful. Thank true. you very much. Yep, absolutely. The um, I'll say one, one more thing about it. There's um, there's an exchange at the very end of the movie that tugged at my heartstrings. It was actually I was oh. emotionally invested, and they did a good job having something pay off in a very what seemed like legitimate and believable way. So. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Then that's that's a, that's a tough thing to do and do it right. But mm-hmm. when it does happen right, I'm glad they're able to. I always use How to Train Your Dragon because, damn it, Roger and I were both blubber criers in that one. All yeah. three of those movies, all three of them, got me. <laughs> all three of them. Jeez, you had your kids watch those yet, Chris? Yeah, yeah, we've seen. Yeah, we've we've seen all three of them. They Did love they them. cry or Roger and I just a bunch of babies? I mean, they're children that don't understand the weight of things that are going on like that, so they did not cry. Um, however, it, it it does hit home for like for me. My my wife didn't cry, and I've I've rarely seen her cry at films. So I think you two are just a bunch of a bunch of sissies. All right, fair. Or enough. you're I'll, you're I'll you're, to that. you're in touch with your with your emotional sides or some shit. Yep, that's it right <laughs> there. Nail nail on the head right there, baby. Nail on the head. Um, what else, Roger? What about you? Uh, I don't think I really watched any movies this week besides what I had to. Um, Fishing up some TV stuff, going through, getting to the end of uh, The Billions. I've been trying to catch up on that one, so I'm caught back up, so that's nice. Um, What else? I don't know. A lot of sports this week. Yeah. You know, football. That's really... It is that time. The sports ball. It is. It is nice balls. when I can just be like, "What do you? What am I going to watch on TV?" Oh, there's football. <laughs> sure. There you go. Um, I watched a few. I, re- I rewatched. 
basic. You remember that movie with John Travolta um, and, and a host of other characters or actors, Connie Nielsen, um, Connick Jr., all, all several other people too. Do you remember? Do you remember that one? I do not. That's actually a pretty decent one. Where like there, there's just twist after twist after twist. Uh, in the end, turned out to be something very different. But that's a that's an interesting. I hadn't seen that since for a few years. I'm glad I got to rewatch that. That's on one of the streaming services. I rewatched Doom as well. And that may have been last week. I don't know. The weeks are kind of blending together. But Doom or Doom? I did rewatch Doom. D O O M. I have a I have a few things to say on that one. Um, I, I have an, an idea for an episode, an episode coming up that I, I think we should get into, but I'll, I'll discuss that with you guys a little later. But uh, it, it, it's based around movies like Doom um, that I want to talk about. I also checked out. Oh, you know what I did? I did watch the first few episodes of Ahsoka, and mm-hmm. they're not as bad as the other shows have been. For Star Wars, at least I don't. Is that a I ringing endorsement or no? No, no. Well, here's 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 the thing. I don't think Ahsoka is a complete joke, but it's still not great. It's just that's the whole thing. Is like I'm so mad that it just what's been allowed to happen to the Star Wars universe is like it should be a criminal act, but it's for some reason not. But it's the whole thing with Disney, and I really do think that Rachel Zegler is, is the thing that gave us the catalyst to start turning this around, get back to get back to back to brass tacks with filmmaking at least. But um, yeah, I, I, I was not terribly angry at ahsoka yet i've kind of dug it on the fourth episode's really good um i'm, I'm never going to give you things like mandalorian though and they're, they're they're like they're putting in like the the main character she's she's a mandalorian and like, i don't know if that was ever a thing before the mandalorian show was that ever a it classification yeah. in star wars okay yes i couldn't remember it's been a while since i've seen but Boba um, fat bro was he the, did they ever call him the mandalorian <laughs> Dude, or, I mean, that's his what he well, is. Fine, well, fine, but did they ever call him that? Is what oh, I'm trying I don't to say. Know. Well, no, but, sure. it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's a, but that's what he was. You know what I mean? So, like, it'd be weird to call him that because just because that's what he was, like they do, like in this, you know, in that show. Well, part of the part of the love, part of the wonderful about Boba Fett is no one knew anything, no one knew goddamn thing about him. That's what made him so cool. But now we don't know everything. We make they just ruin everything. They ruin everything they touch. What else did I watch? Uh, I did get. I just got back. Why wow, we're, we're recording late? As I got back, I did see Marquee Cinema has uh, flashback cinema, which most of the time has stuff that I want to see. I just don't have time. But I made time for the Fellowship of the Ring, which was today and Wednesday. They're playing it again. A very, a very full, very full auditorium, but one of the smallest auditoriums that they had. But man, it's great to watch that. I love Fellowship is my favorite of the three. I I love the practical filmmaking of it. Um, it's, I was just pretty much in, in awe the, the entire time I mean, to, to me with, as far as films like those today, watching that is like being in the same room as the Mona Lisa being painted as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's just incredible to wow. watch that again on the big screen. So passionate. Wow. Well, it's just, you have so many sequences. I, mean, I once I, heard a song that was titled the Mona Lisa is a piece of shit. So <laughs> what's that? There are, Star? you guys ever watch that movie? That movie rules. Nope. Um, Andy Samberg. There's so many like the 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 flight to the Ford, which is Arwen having Frodo after he's been stabbed by mm. oh the 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 see the 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 sequence on Weathertop where Aragorn fights off the Ring race, excellent sequence. Mm-hmm. Then mm. there's the flight to the Ford, and then there's the Bridge of Khazad-dûm, which I think is one of the best action sequences in the last thirty to forty years. 
with mm. the music and what's they got going on and them swaying back and forth and that thing. Like it's just that's just everything the adventure movie should be. That scene has it. It's even culminating with you know Gandalf falling and fly you fools. And then, you know, Aragorn having that look because he's just seen the one person he thought was immortal die, or at least what he thinks is die. And it's just, oh, and then the last, and then Amon Hen, um, the Boromir's Redemption. Like, it, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. It's just, I can't even, I was just like a kid watching it again. It was awesome. But it was, I was, so, I was happy to see it was a packed auditorium for that. A lot of people showed up for that. Um, Later, not this coming week, but I think next week or the week after is Two Towers, and the week after that is Return of the King. So I'll definitely be in attendance for that. I really hope they take the advice and put it on a bigger screen, though, because it was very close to being sold out. And I I, I hope that they, they do put it on a on – a, even it doesn't have to be the biggest auditorium or the biggest screen, but I, I do hope it's in a bigger one than the smallest one that they had. I think the movie deserves more than that, but I'm very excited. I, I think I might try to catch Legally Blonde as well <laughs> later – Later this fall. Boy, that fucking went a different direction, didn't it? <laughs> well, I, there's a couple I want to catch, and then I, I want to catch Beetlejuice again. I didn't have the, I didn't see that in the big screen, but again, people keep talking about this sequel. I don't think the sequel is going to do any. Like, I don't think people are going to care at all about this. I don't think the younger generation gives any kind of a crap about Beetlejuice. I don't, I don't. tell you either. But uh, sometimes you're not, you're not aiming for the younger generation. You're aiming, you're aiming for the generation. That's true. That That's true. Has nostalgia. Uh, but yeah, there's been a lot of, it's been a lot of good. Um, Good watching and uh, game playing some games, watching some stuff this week. It's it's been nice, kind of a it's been a nice change, change, change of pace and work, work, work. So mm-hmm. yeah. So general, right, what cool. say you? We get into the episode. Yeah. Why didn't they just fly the eagles to Mordor? <sighs> Shut up. Question that Shut everyone up. asks. <laughs> it's a it's about the journey. It's about the journey. <laughs> you can't How question. dare you? All right, gentlemen, this is episode 348 <laughs> of 4th Love Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and the cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump to the box office. As a surprise to me, because I have now seen the movie, The Nun 2 is number one by only 0.2 of a million, 14.7 million, bringing us worldwide. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. 158 million worldwide. Doing pretty good. That budget couldn't have been much. Roger, you can have that budget when we start talking about the movie, though. But that budget couldn't have been much more than a normal budget, like a normal low-level um, horror film budget. A Haunting in Venice number two, 14.5 million, bringing a worldwide of 37 for its opening weekend. That's not too bad. Equalizer three, another 7.2 million domestic, brings its worldwide to 132. I'm glad that movie's seeing some love. My Big Fat Greek Wedding three, 4.7 million, bringing its worldwide to a very disappointing 23.8 million. I think that's about, gone about as far as it's going to go. Barbie. Another 4.0 million for domestic, bringing us worldwide to 1.416 billion. That's that that's slowed down quite quite a bit. And Barbie, it's, Barbie, which is available now at home on to, VOD. Yeah, I saw on that. VOD. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's, it's impressive that it's still making theater sales. Then it is. I mean, Mario right. did it for a while. Yeah, no, agreed. that's true. That's true. And it, it, it was, it, it was impressive to do that too. Yeah, of course. Six through ten. Number six, Jawan. Number seven, Blue Beetle. Eight, Gran Turismo. Still in the top ten. Oppenheimer, refusing to leave the top ten, bringing us worldwide to wow, nine hundred and twelve million. Mm-hmm. Yep. That just keeps creeping up there. 
And number 10, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Chris, I think your daughters are on something. Also people, available. People mm-hmm. are still watching that. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Haunted Mansion. You, <laughs> no one asked to know the, the total of this, but it's only at 106 worldwide. Oh, my Good. God. So it's been passed by the nun. <laughs> <laughs> In like two weeks. Yeah, that's awful. Oh, my gosh. Haunted Mansion. What's going on, man? Passed by the... Yes, that was a very appropriate sigh. The, oh, my gosh. All right, there's your box office. Nothing, nothing crazy there. Let's look at some upcoming releases. Here we go. This past weekend, September 15th, brought us Camp Hideout, A Haunting in Venice, and The Inventor. September 22nd, The Expendables 4, It Lives Inside, and Stop Making Sense. We'll talk about that one in a little bit. September 29th, The Creator, Dumb Money, which I don't know if you guys have seen. Have you guys seen the new poster for that? Mm-mm. No, it's a it's a fist given given the finger, but it's made out of dollar bills. It's actually, it's actually kind of there's stacks of dollar bills. It's, it's kind of a cool poster. Nice. The kill, the kill Room, Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie, and Saw Ten. October sixth, The Exorcist, Believer, Foe, and Freelancer. October thirteenth, everything that was on October thirteenth left because of Taylor Swift. Nothing yeah, well, else of course, it did. did. <laughs> I'm watch that movie come out and just dominate. Everything. So, so I is just, that is that going to count as a film for like like film records and things like that, or is yes. that something different? Of course it will. Oh, yeah, no, okay. of course I wasn't it sure. Will. Yeah, uh, it is tracking for a hundred million dollars opening weekend. Well, that's not too hundred uh, hundred million domestic. Yeah. Okay, that's that's impressive. That's hugely impressive. <laughs> it's, that's just here's the thing. Sales. It's only it's only domestic. They're not releasing that one worldwide? Not yet. Oh, they will. Okay. Yeah, they definitely will. Holy crap. Uh, October 20th, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's the big uh, Scorsese film. October 27th, Five Nights at Freddy's. And Chris, they're still taunting you. Dune Part 2 has been crossed out of, off November 3rd. Mm, yep. The Marsh King's Daughter is still there, and What Happens Later is still there. November 10th, The Holdovers and The Marvels. November 17th, Hunger Games, The Bout of Songbirds and Snakes. Next goal wins Thanksgiving and Trolls band together. November 22nd, which is Thanksgiving weekend, where we'll stop. No, no Napoleon, which I hope you all watch on your phone. 100%. And Disney's Wish. Uh, December. Wow, this, this, this fall just sucks. Like it's just, it's terrible. Outside of, tell me one thing you're excited for outside of Dumb Money and Napoleon. I'm excited for the creator. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Chris? Uh, not not much coming up, honestly. On my uh, in my book, I mean, I know there's a couple of kids' films coming out like down the road, but nothing up until I don't know. I was looking forward to Dune. That was my movie. But... Well, Godzilla minus one, the new Godzilla film might do something, um, but I don't. I don't think it's. I just don't think it's going to do what what people think it might do. And the Bike Riders has potential. We talked about that trailer last week. Mm-hmm. December also has the boy and the heron, which actually Studio Ghibli does have quite the following, so that could actually do some do a nice little bump. Uh, December fifteenth has Wonka, which I don't. Again, I just I myself can't get excited for December twentieth, which is the 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 release before one of the releases before Christmas. Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom is still slated for December twentieth. Do, do we think that's still coming out December twentieth? Yes. Yeah. Probably. All right. December 22nd, Migration, and December 25th, which is still slated for The Boys in the Boat, The Color Purple, and Ferrari. 
again, a very tame fall into winter. Very, very tame. But uh, I don't. I just hope the we survive this because movies. I hope people go to the theater this 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 fall into into the winter. I really do hope people go to the theater for some some of those movies. So I have a question for you, Grayson. With all the things happening with the writers' strike, like do you, someone being in position that you are when you work on films, but not you know directly like a part of the acting or the actual set and things like that, are you still able to find work right now as like things no. are like prepped up, or well, are you if- or are you not working either? Like at all like well there's no chance of that i'm not working i'm not working at all but i do work for um i do work for one of sony's go-to accountants very often so i'm mm-hmm. sure i'll be i hope i'll be on her next thing um and so i i look when things start up i, I hope i'll be one of the first ones out the door hopefully okay. whenever that happens but you know it could be that I, then I'm, I'm not whatever happens however however the dominoes fall that could mm-hmm. not maybe it just doesn't happen but I, I will find work somewhere i have no doubt about that gotcha. but it's if nothing's if there's no bills to pay, then there's there's no need to have people that pay the bills, which is what I do in accounting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an answer to your question. If nothing's crewing up, if, if nothing's pre- prepping, which I don't think anything is right now, then there's no reason to have an accounting staff on. Yeah. Although some people tried that weeks and weeks ago, as you remember we talked about, but then they shut down two weeks later because they're like, well, if we're not, we're not going to pay you guys to be here if no one's going to be here. Yeah. So why would we do that? Okay. I was just curious. So, it, it came up in a conversation with uh, me and my wife. But when things start up, you see, this is what I, I, I don't, this is weird because it's going to be like, when things start up again, it's going to be like it was just after COVID. Everything all at once, which means nothing has been staggered, which means everything is starting up all at once, which means you get this crazy influx of new people, which is good and bad for the industry. Mm-hmm. But because positions need to be filled and because nothing's staggering, you know, I, people can't be like, well, I can, I can be there and, f- you know, I'm, I'm wrapping this in a week. I can be there in seven days and okay, I can, we'll, 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 we'll hold for you. That That's not going to happen. So then you're going to this incredible new influx of people, especially in accounting, which they found out last time this happened, it doesn't work because you're promoting right. people that aren't, that aren't ready. Absolutely people not ready for the not job. Not good with numbers aren't good at this job. Correct. <laughs> at least that's my whole purview is that's, I mean, some people are ready for, for the, for the bump, just the majority aren't, and they but they want the bump and they want the paycheck. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that happens in every department, though. Is everyone wants to be bumped up to the coordinator or that level of where they get you know all the responsibility and in, in the paycheck? But you know everyone wants that. We'll see how it shakes out. But mm-hmm. again, we got I, I hear rumors of other streaming services starting. So I mean, there's going to be tons of work out there. It just depends on when when all this goes down. And I'm sure they're all waiting for the strike to end. <laughs> Okay. All waiting for the strike to end. So yeah, it makes sense. Mm-mm. Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're starting over our rotation in Netflix, uh, a movie that I watch over and over again. I think it's better than I, I think it kind of grows on me. Is a movie called The Eagle by director Kevin McDonald, Channing Tatum, Jamie Bell, Donald Sutherland, 2011. Do either one of you guys have any experience with this one? I don't. So that's where he's a Roman soldier and goes back and finds something, right? Correct. It's yeah the the disappearance of the fifth legion is 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 a thing in history. It just they go they were all killed somewhere. They just kind of disappeared in northern Britain, just gone. Um, we the fate of the fifth is kind of a this legend that has grown with time. But this this movie kind of incorporates the the gold standard that they had the the gold eagle standard. Uh, they incorporate uh, Channing Tatum is 
Marcus Flavius Aquila, who wants to, his father was the one who lost it. And he, along with a British slave, is Jamie Jamie Bell, go to find it and bring it back. It's actually a very, I think it's a wonderfully little told, nice little movie. It's also got Mark Strong and it. it's a nice little movie that just, it wasn't ever meant to be this big epic, but it works as kind of a smaller scale epic where you have these, you know, these, these, these small, you know, fights of 10 people involved, 12 people involved, you know, but several of them as they make their way through all these, all these English glens and look for the eagle and they come across the painted people and they find some of the, the Roman legion, the Roman legionnaires that deserted and then have to, to regain their honor. They, they, they fight with them too. It, it's all a nice little movie. And Chris, I think you especially would like it because you have, you have a thing for these, for these um, military thrillers. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I mean, you, it, especially I think you may really dig that. Well, especially like even like the history piece ones too. Like I, I like, I'm a big fan of gladiator, Troy, all that kind of stuff. So, well, if you, if you like those and the Eagle is a no brainer, so yeah, you should yeah, definitely it, now the yeah. I mean if you have some time on your hands, which I think you do recently, so you should definitely check that out. Is it a buddy cop movie? It is not a buddy cop movie. <laughs> don't don't care. Why do you only care if it's a buddy buddy cop movie? Because that'd be hilarious. Channing Tatum and Jamie Bell. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, famously, I have a Jamie Bell story. I don't know if you guys remember that story, but I, th- I think I've told it several, several times. Where uh, I was blamed for losing Jamie Bell on Fantastic Four. <laughs> But like for the, it's <laughs> wait so like losing a whole man like I'm confused. <laughs> we were so the the crew of Fantastic Four one night went out to this bar and you know I wasn't we were just hanging out and like Jamie Bell showed up and uh, Miles Teller and Kate Mara and you know the entire cast showed up it was a great time and then the next day I'm working and the producer comes to me he goes Grayson where's Jamie Bell I, I go I, well I, I don't. No, the fuck do I know, bro? The <laughs> Why would time, I have never? The last time Bell? I changed his diaper, like, <laughs> like what, what do you, what well, do you say then, to that? <laughs> I'm like, he's like, well, you were the last, you were the last one there that anyone can remember, so it was you your were... job to keep an eye on Jamie. But I'm like, why is that my job? <laughs> what are you talking about? Was I, was I given this assigned task? <laughs> I don't. I must have missed an email. So anyway, he was gone for like 24 hours, but he just randomly like wandered back onto set one day and he didn't, he, he never talked about where he was, but <laughs> I have a, I have more of the story, which I'll tell you guys, I don't want to like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. slander, I don't want to like talk out of, out of my, but like, I'll tell you guys after we're done recording, like where he was, but yeah. it's kind of a hilarious story. But yeah, I was, they're like, where, where is he? I'm like, I don't, why would I know where Jamie Bell is? He's a grown man. I don't keep track of him. So then he just wandered back on set, and he didn't really tell anyone what where he where he was. I got the full story. I'll tell you guys later. But yeah, it's it's a really weird Jamie Bell story. But he's an excellent he's an excellent actor, though. I'll give him that excellent actor. Um, Roger, you chose the one by director James Wong, Jet Li, Carla Gugliano, uh, Delroy Lindo, Jason Statham. It's a feature from two thousand one. Talk about it, yeah, buddy. So the one is a story about uh, the multiverse about a guy traveling to his own multiversal versions of himself and killing them because he gets stronger each time one of them dies. It turns out they all do. And it's a pretty interesting, uh, interesting idea. It ends up with like a, a good Jet Li fighting a bad Jet Li. And yeah, it's just kind of rad if you're into like bad sci-fi movies from the early 2000s. I love bad sci-fi uh, think, movies from the early 2000s. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that um, one's like that at one point fun, he though. yells that uh, I am. He's like, my name is you law. I am nobody's bitch. You are mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts fucking karate kicking people. Yeah. 
I think that was back in the time, like the late 90s and early 2000s. I think specifically the late 90s, let's say the second half of the 90s and early 2000s were full of those movies like Battlefield Earth, where it's like, there's not really a reason. Like that, that movie is so far off the beaten path for like what nope. we expect. It's just like, oh yeah, the one, make it. That sounds great. Make that script. People will watch. It's got Jet Li. Like it's just, it's, there's so many movies like that that were just kind of way out, way the fuck out of left field. Hmm. That, that's that's a perfect time frame for the one because that that's the only reason it exists all right chris you picked a very good one hook by uh, a small director you may have heard of him by director steven spielberg did i say that right i don't know if i you know small guy i don't know Never robin <laughs> robin williams dustin hoffman julia roberts bob hoskins maggie smith carolyn goodall charlie corsmo amber scott phil collins the feature from 91 talk about it this is my peter pan movie so you will never convince me that there's a better movie about the character of Peter Pan. Robin Williams is fantastic as, as he is in almost everything he's in. It tells a great story of, of going back and remembering, you know, remembering your childhood and what made you the person that you end up becoming. It's got great acting in it. Great story. It might be a little bit long, but it's got some of the best creative scenes that actually push imagination. The dinner scene where they're throwing the whatever the imaginary goop is at each other and having a food fight with nothing is yep. absolutely fantastic and is just an absolutely heartwarming scene. You got Rufio, who who is the actual main character. Rufio. You can't you, you can't convince me otherwise. And it's just a it, it's just a good movie. It's fun. People that have seen the the recent travesty that was the Peter Pan film on Disney Plus, and that, I thought you liked that movie. And, and then haven't seen this film, I absolutely implore you to watch Hook. If you haven't seen the, I think, that movie, watch I think it. we I think we gave Peter Pan like a combined five out of <laughs> out of thirty. I think so. Just FYI, I think it was that bad. I, I was if you remember, I was flaming angry at that movie. Like I was flipping upset at that movie. Like I was so upset at that movie. Yeah, that movie was pretty harsh. But this movie, Hook, is not bad. This is this is the standard I hold all those kind of films up to. And it's just well, it's Hook's a, a, it, it's a great story all the way through. Hook is great. It's yeah. it's it's that it's that not really. It's like somewhere between the early to mid Spielberg, where he still got that that kind of magic behind everything he makes. There's that weird kind of like I mean, for better lack of a better way, like pixie dust kind of magic around everything he does. And of course, Robin Williams is the perfect Never person for for that for that role. Yeah, who's that? Uh, <clears throat> Hook is a great. It's a great little. It's Hook is a great movie. I, I think maybe. For me, the Peter Pan would be that or Finding Neverland with movies about the Peter Pan character. Although Finding Neverland is is more about how the author, J.M. Barry, comes up with Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so but Hook is a damn good movie. And right. I mean, doesn't doesn't the best Peter Pan movie come down to either Hook or the fifty six movie? What whatever and whenever it was, fifty whatever, but sure. the yeah. animated yeah, or that like it's one of those two. But I mean, Hook is a damn fine movie, like yep. worthy of all the awards it got nominated for. Absolutely. So those are available if you have Netflix, The Eagle, The One, and Hook. Chris, you couldn't just pick a movie with The in it, huh? Yeah, Maybe I mean, the you one, know. The out, yeah. The, the outlier. Oh, yeah, okay. It's my fault. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's all we, well, we, we got to blame someone every week. <laughs> all right, let's, let's talk about some trailers. Real quick, let's talk about the Stop Making Sense, which I think is just a re-release of something. The Talking from the, Heads documentary. Yep. Right, okay. So... Those people who are into that are going to love it, but everyone else kind of look at yeah. that crock eye. It's going to be like, oh, you probably shouldn't, you probably, you know, skip it. That's, that's fine. Let's talk about The Burial with Jamie Foxx, Tommy Lee Jones, Journey Smollett, Alan Ruck, M- Mamadou Athi, Pamela Reed. It's Amazon. It's a feature. Mm-hmm. What are we thinking? Tommy's got a good cast. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll at this point I'll watch almost anything with, that has Jamie Fox in it. I think he's, I think he's one of the best of our time. I think he's fantastic. Sure, excellent. And Jamie Fox is a hell of an actor. I don't really know. Well, so is Tommy Lee. Let's not forget about Tommy Lee yeah, Jones no, here. Tom oh is. no, yeah, no. I, I, I'm, I'm mad I didn't bring that up, you know, sooner because I, I made a mental note of it as I watched the trailer. I mean, he's. I don't know, I, ever since I saw him in Men in Black, I've always had a soft spot for him, and he's in so many good movies. I'm excited to see him in something. So yeah, Tommy Lee's. Okay, we haven't really seen him in a while. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it's been. You a know minute. what's weird about Tommy Lee Jones is like ever since I've been like. Ever since I've been watching movies with the intent on like digesting them, like probably like nine, like early nineties, Tommy Lee Jones has looked the same to me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's never like he's thirty years from now, he's still gonna look like he does. Like it's just he's first of all, that man's immortal. I'm pretty sure he's immortal. Second of all, he's never gonna change his appearance. He's always gonna look the same way he he does. Yeah, but I mean Tommy Lee, who who doesn't love Tommy Lee Jones? He's uh he's it's hard like, not men to. in black. I love I love um is it volcano? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the the one with they have to like they're trying to like yeah I I love that movie too and he has some pretty great lines in that one as as well and he has this weird Tommy Lee has this weird way of like his mannerisms on 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 screen like the way he walks and the way he does things with his hands I've always kind of like dug because he does these weird like he just has his own like Tommy language with his hands and with his body when he acts it's just that man always, is seventy seven years old and he looks 77? like he did it in ninety five. Mm-hmm. How old is Liam? He's not 77. No, he's got to be almost. He's got to be 70 at least. Or his late nah. 60s. No, okay. No, he's I'll... 71. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. God damn. I, mean, I know. People are aging, man. People are aging. Let's talk about No One Will Save You with Caitlin Deaver. It's a feature on Hulu. Roger, I picked one just for you, buddy. What do you think about Good. it? Good. Great. You know, Aliens, Home Invasion. That's fucking awesome. Great. <laughs> Great. This has a lot of. I, th- I think it was called the fourth kind vibe with Mila Jovovich. I'm looking it up right now. It has a lot of those vibes for me. Is I just liked it because there was no, there was no like, I, there was no enemy except for like this weird paranormal stuff that was in the whole paranormal. You know, like um, was the movie that started all that paranormal stuff again? That what it was made for like 15 cents. But it Paranormal made tons activity. Of money. Paranormal activity. Yeah, that's, that's that, that whole craze started. But the fourth kind was creepy, and it's actually kind of it's based on true events. I think, um, based on a someone who was said they were abducted or, or, or experienced um, alien in, in interaction some way. But man, that movie is creepy as hell. If you haven't watched that before, mm-hmm. Chris, what about have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, and and you talked about like this movie giving you those vibes. This uh, I actually got signs vibes from this one. Oh, good one. Yeah, okay. Sign that that's another good vibe. You got that. That makes sense. Actually, it's, it's it would be more signs than fourth kind, I think anyway, but maybe. If water is what kills them, why would you try to take over a planet that's 75% water? <laughs> Desperation, yes, my you've, friend. You've asked the, the same fuck? you've you've asked the question you're not supposed to ask now twice. Once the Lord of the Rings, why didn't he just fly over the volcano and drop it in and once about signs. Mm-hmm. Those questions are just off limits when you're talking about those off movies, limits. Yes. I don't well, think there's anything off limits in a signs discussion, sir. <laughs> well, you're right, though. Why? You can, I mean, could they not see it from space? I mean, signs. 70% of the surface is water. Something else. Maybe that, they just didn't know. Something else that's off limits is the fact that it's Shyamalan's best. You can't talk about, you know, there's no discussion to be had there. It's just it's that good. It's not the best. No, no man. Are you kidding? <laughs> quiet. Quiet. <laughs> Wait, do you really think that, Chris? Because if you really think that, then I, 
I have some news for you, but are you just being being funny? Oh no, I mean it turns out it's the only one he's seen. <laughs> so he's Why not I... lying. <laughs> no, that's um, right. Yeah. Can't lie. Un- if it's... Unbreakable <laughs> and Six Sense are pretty legendary for for M Night. I would say they Split, bro. I would say that in Signs, the aliens. Oh, I say did... Unbreakable better than Split. Hold on, the aliens didn't know that that they that they had that aversion the to water. Bad. Yeah, well, like to them, they probably you know they may not have they might not be on their planet or wherever that's they true. came from. They showed up and they had a one-way ticket to get the resources they needed from a planet, and they were like, "Whoa, fuck!" <laughs> and then things went sideways. It would have been a them. shit day the first time it rained. Yeah, oh it? yeah. What the? F- what is <laughs> Although Signs is still a very, a very good movie. It's, it's a very a watchable movie. movie. It, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a decent film. It holds up. Like, like the, the, there's never a time you can turn you can turn that on and it, like, it, it not it, it holds up well to like you know whenever you watch the film. It, 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 I, it I will tell good. you. I will tell you one thing about signs, okay? Uh, legitimately, the first time I ever watched it, when you see like that grainy video from Mexico, where like the one alien just steps around the corner of the alley, dude, that gave me chills, mm-hmm. like I had never really experienced before. When I was a kid, I was like, when I was a kid, and 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 he chops off the things, the things fingers, fingers that reach under yeah. the door. Uh, I, I got a thing with like with like finger and toe pain to begin with, but I I never recovered from that. I, I, you I know what's like funny it. about that is. That's one of the times I'm glad because the movie addresses that in a, in a funny way because Mel Gibson tells, um, he tells someone, oh he he, he goes back home and tells his brother, Joaquin, yeah I think right? yeah. I think yeah Joaquin Phoenix I think there's one of them locked in the pantry and oh yeah they they seem to have trouble with doors, mm-hmm. which I thought I thought was brilliant because as long as you address it in the movie then it's not this big glaring. Why doesn't he just fly over the volcano and drop the ring in and be rid of it? Like it, it, it doesn't become a glaring problem at that point. Yeah, you find out that the eagles in Lord of the Rings are highly flammable. So yeah, yep. <laughs> swing, <laughs> away, swing away, Meryl. Swing away. Yeah, that's that's a better movie than shit out of with a ball bat because this is America, goddamn God it. God damn it! And this is how things are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a better movie than people than your. If, that sign is a very good, a very serviceable movie. Yeah, yeah I watched. I listen to that one a lot while I'm while I'm working too. So there's that, but you're right. That's a that's a good vibe to get. But so of these three movies, well, the of the two we talked about, um, the burial and no one will save you. Which one are you more excited for? Me personally, oh, um, me is it's definitely no one will save you, hands down. Yeah, me too. I th- I, th- I think I have no answer to this. I might have to watch them both. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint myself. Oh, and and to clarify, I'm aware that the signs is not Shyamalan's best work. His best work is absolutely the happening. <laughs> quiet, quiet. <laughs> no, not okay. Not, or, or, um, what's the movie with all the different elements? Um, the fifth it's a, element. It's, it's an, it's an anime. No, he a- made it. A- 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 the that the last, a- oh, the, 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 yeah, the last, Airbender. last Airbender. That's it. That's his best. Yeah, last Airbender. God, the movie was so fucking bad. Oh my god. Like I don't think. I think people like just unanimously hate that movie like, all together. Even oh, the fans absolutely. of Avatar weren't like oh. they weren't trying to be like I am. With uh, so I want you to know that that was like almost 20 years ago and they're still fucking mad about yeah. it. <laughs> they legitimately are. I want you to understand that like, that hasn't stopped. <laughs> only burnt brighter. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? I was like, that couldn't have been. That had to be like 2009, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's been quite a while, but. Yeah. yeah, isn't that weird to say that? Jeez Louise. God, I got my 20-year high school reunion coming up this 2010. November. Was it? Okay, I figured it, it had to be 2009 or 10, but... Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 
Perfect indeed. Well, Gemma, let's jump into the movie of the week. Yeah. Which is The Nun 2. Mm, yeah. Mm. <sighs> let's get some particulars out of the the Nun 2 on the tomato meter, which we discovered recently is definitely take with a grain of Flawed. salt. Flawed. Tainted. <laughs> Tainted. All right. <laughs> the tomato meter is sitting at exactly 50%. Okay. 5-0%. And the audience score, I don't, I don't even want to say this because it, it's going to upset it. Roger. Say it. Seven, 78%. 74%. Damn it. <laughs> That, that that upsets me to my core because there was no one of the three of us here, and I'm guessing most people, I was super excited for the nun too. I like the concept of the nun. This evil witch or this this evil entity that apparently has no there's no rules. There's no rules in that universe because it can just appear in a church and God does nothing about it. Um, Hell yeah, brother. It, it's it's a very it's it's a strange, but I, I like that kind of stuff, like these kind of horror films that take like a the demon takes the form of an evil. I think it's interesting. As long as they do a good job of explaining why, then I'm all on board. But this movie uh, fucking doesn't. So <laughs> let's talk about You know, you remember, you remember that that um, I was just thinking about this today because I was watching Ahsoka, but um, the the Red Letter Media. Remember, do you remember how the the review for episode two starts where he's Plinkett's talking about now? <laughs> let's all remember episode one. If if you're thinking there's no way episode two can be this bad. What you didn't know is how fucking wrong you were. <laughs> how I feel about the nun too is I think the nun two is worse than the nun. And that's saying a lot because the nun wasn't great. And even in its own origin story. So let's talk about it. Let's discuss it after we get some other particulars out of the way. Sounds like you had a good time watching this. Well, I wasn't by myself, but I will tell you the reaction you. Of, of the two other people in the theater. I promise uh, you. Tysof- I promise you, you're in the minority thinking that the Nun Two is is worse than than the original. I promise you. Out of uh, okay, out of well, the people that are fans of this universe, I promise you, the Nun is is the the turd that sits upon the altar of shit for the for this franchise. Hundred percent. Well, I have my I have my reasons why, and some of them may be more technical than like it's. I think some of them go back to filmmaking 101 rather than like a breakdown of the actual movie, but I'll, I have my reasons for that. Okay. All right. Tysa Farmiga is Sister Irene, of course. Re, re, um, she's re, reprising Returns. her role. Reprising reprise. her role. Yeah. Isn't that what they say when they reprise a role? Well, whatever. Yes. She's returning as that same character. Jonas BK as Maurice, whom I love, returning. by the way. Bonnie Aarons as the nun, obviously returning, a nun slash Valak. Storm Reed as Sister Deborah, Caitlin Rose Downey as Sophie, also Anna Popowell, which I'm happy to see her. If you remember her from the Chronicles of Narnia, those first three, the first two and a half movies, she was she didn't make it in the third one because she wasn't. I think she was too old for the third. Too one. old for Narnia, but uh, I like her a lot. I'm glad we see her again. And Vera Farmiga for a quick second, and Patrick Wilson as the Warrens in the post-credit sequence that. Roger did not see, but I saw and Chris saw. Nope, so. sure didn't. <laughs> this is um, <laughs> directed by Michael Chavez. Um, of course, based on the characters by James Wan in the Conjuring universe. Roger, what's Nun 2 about? Uh, it's about a nun. Demon. She's back again. Fiend, because let's score this negative 12. We need to have more of this story. Apparently. Well, we, we, we needed at least one more, but I, I really don't think we need more after this. So... Hmm. Nun 2 is the continuation from the nun. Valak is back because, of course, you can't... Valak is back! <laughs> Mike Banning is back! 
Valak has returned. Well, here's the thing is I like how they explain the return of Valak. I like how they explain based on, because Frenchie, we always knew Frenchie was going to be some catalyst for this beam demon because he's the one in the Conjuring, early in the Conjuring universe, we know he's the one, Maurice is an early, is an early example of the Warrens um, exposed to possession. Yep. And so we always know that Frenchie, his part in this wasn't over, Valak's part in this wasn't over, and neither was the sister's part in this is, is over. However, I, I, I don't like how they kind of wrote out um, the guy from the first one. The bishop. No, the, the guy she was with. She, well, he wasn't a bishop. He was just so a... He's a priest, but he became a bishop. Okay. Oh, he did. They, they talk about that in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't like how they he just kind of wrote him out. And, and then he died of cholera. Yeah. Is he the guy that, like, that likes crossword puzzles? That's him, right? From the first yeah. movie? Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. I think yeah. it's him. Yeah. But we know what's funny is they didn't even take the... They didn't even take... Given the subject matter of the early part of this film, they didn't even say that he was... Like, he, he died. He was burnt in his church. He died of cholera. Cholera. Like, wouldn't why wouldn't Valak have just killed him? You have died of dysentery. Maybe, well, maybe, fine, but maybe maybe Valak gave him cholera. True. Valak kills people a little quicker than that by setting you on fire. Yeah, but like that's deep cut, man. <laughs> sure. Holy but a goodie, cholera. Holy <laughs> <laughs> but a goodie. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible to laugh at that. I might cut that out. I don't, I don't know. No, don't you fucking dare. That's the funniest thing I've said in weeks. Holy but a goodie. Um, we mean no disrespect to anyone who is... Oh, jeez. If you ever died of cholera, I'm sorry. I offended you. All right, let's talk about it. So, all right, going, going into it. I want to start this new thing. Going into it. I was hyped for this film. I like horror movies. I like The Conjuring Universe. Um, I was okay with The Nun. I was happy that Valak was back. Um, I, I was. I think of the three of us. I was riding high going into this. Roger, I think you were probably probably the lowest of us. Chris, you're probably yep. the midpoint. Yeah. Okay. That sounds fair. But enough. talk about talk about when 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 you were like on your way to the theater or like sitting down. But like, what were you guys excited for this movie to start, or were you just like kind of indifferent? Nope. I realized in two hours I would be done with it, and then I would talk about it a couple of days later. All right. What about you, Chris? I, I I was excited knowing that I would see the film, and I I don't know. Like ever since starting the show with you guys, I've I've actually grown a fondness of horror films in some way, especially ones that have like have like a through line. And unless people have lived under the rock, the Conjuring universe has multiple through lines. So I, I was excited to, to kind of like see where all this links together and what what story they were going to tell. I was too. That's kind of what. That's why I like story. I like the linking together of stories. I, I knew or, I knew that Valak was in recent with the Lorraines or the Warrens. Warrens, and, yeah. and I knew that where we left the original nun. So I just I wondered how they were going to. I saw the trailer and I knew. Oh man, Frenchie, he's still possessed. And let me ask you. I have a basic question for you guys. The, one of the first things I was starting to wonder is, yep. don't you realize that? Frenchie's a little off. Does no one realize that he's a weird dude? I love that. I love when the little kid's just staring at him the one time and he just drops his stuff and is just staring at the wall. <laughs> just like, bro, you okay, man? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's I okay, so let's talk about the Chris. You have some I think you have a little bit of insight into the whole angels and demons thing and 
I had my first red flag in, in kind of the first, the opening minutes of this film when we get the first kill mm-hmm. of, now, I'm a believer in something, of course, after this life, there has to be something more than us. I don't want to get in the political discussion or, or a religious discussion, but there obviously has to be something. And of course, you know, there are people in the world who are really devout religious people and there are people who are not, but the angels versus demons thing, my question always is, is why why does the does the sinister always seem to be more powerful than the angelic in these films? Why is Valak allowed to operate in these in these chapels, in these churches, these houses of God? Why is Valak allowed to operate as if unopposed? Well, I think we've been over this before. This this conversation feels familiar already, but it's because God and you know that that power doesn't ever solve problems for man. It's all about the faith they're in and for people to solve that problem. Whereas when evil is given power, it's also given agency. And they are, the power of good is reactive in this case. The power of faith is reactive because you have to believe in, believe in something in order to have power over, in order to have power over it and for it to have power over you. Whereas evil can just exist on its own within darkness and then it can come into the light. It, it, it's different. It's, you know, it, it, it's for reasons like that, that, you know, well, why doesn't God just smite thee? Well, because then there will be no point. There is no faith. There's no, re, there's no way to build power, to build belief and all those things that go along with that. It, it, it's the same discussion people get into is, you know, if there's a God and he's all powerful, you know, why does he let children die of starvation? It's not the fact that, you know, God is all power and omnipotent and all these other things. It's the fact that, you know, it's the power of faith that gives people the ability to overcome things that they otherwise couldn't, whether it be in community, in hardship, or in anything else. So, you know, the faith of man and the faith of of people that worship can overcome these things that are put in tongue because they believe, not because they're given this power bestowed upon them that they can see and it's tangible and it's proven. It's their faith that brings them power. So all the meanwhile, Valak wow, is just killing well people. Said, Chris. No, thank you, man. All the me, but all the meanwhile, Valak is just killing people. Well, yes, because all... right, and and, and, hey, and, and because God's evil like, is awesome. So, so here's the thing: Valak isn't just you know, quote unquote, an evil dude. Valak is a literal fallen angel turned demon, and is yep. a hugely powerful evil entity. And the people he's killing aren't powerful people. He's preying on the weak, which is what evil does. It's kind of their mo, and he finds people that are weaker than him, but are still, you know, delectable to him in some way, shape, or form. They're usually people of faith, or they're young, or they have innocence, and he preys on them. He doesn't pray anyone stronger than him. That never happens. Evil and demons in in this situation, like like the angel and demons talk, they avoid things more powerful than them, because they are, in the end, they have, they, they are a coward. They are cowardly in the face of anything that resembles powerful faith. Because yeah, the whole fight you can't win. Because, thing. because in the end, faith, a powerful faith, will beat them, and they know that. So they avoid powerful and they prey on weak. So that's why that he's able to do what he's doing because he's not preying on powerful people or people you know on equal footing to him. It's always people that are that that, are, that he perceives as less powerful than him. That's what evil. I don't, but I don't, and, and always attacking people with a weakness. Yes. 
with a known weakness usually too. Well, that's where especially sin, in this movie. Well, and that's where sin comes into play, right? Sin is the sign of weakness in man, whether it be you know any combination of you know your seven deadly sins. So that is the weakness that evil preys upon, and they use that what they see in you to exploit you and to break your faith and to tempt you and to pull you in further to where they can then overtake you. That's how that's how possession well, happens in these. Stories. Well, fine, but wouldn't. But it, I, I'm just trying to just take another minute or two on this, just so yeah, we can kind of have a, a, a baseline for this discussion here. It's going to be somewhat religious. It has to be because it's part of the film. But yeah, that's fine. So, but Valak doesn't just, I mean, the people that, I mean, in the beginning, the priest is not, I wouldn't consider him weak. He's a priest. He's been doing this for a long time. I wouldn't consider the person, another key death later, who is, you know, high, pretty high up in that, in that school. I'm, I'm sure she's not a weak woman. I'm sure she's got well, had a weakness, though. Well, yes, but again, I, I just I question the validity of these characters in their own universe they're put into because I just don't believe they would fall for stuff like that. I don't believe that, for instance, one character who thinks she sees her son who's been dead for quite some who's been dead for at least yep. well, this takes place. I thought it was eleven years after the end of World War II. This is fifty eight. Fifty eight. So World War two hundred forty five. So you know, there's you know a handful of years, but even the even before that, the bombing raids would have been long. Even in France, it would have been long before that in France. So, again, it's been she knows that her son that cannot be her son. So it's just these characters; they don't seem real in the universe. But that's probably a different conversation than good versus evil. I don't I know. Think. I don't know. Someone showing you someone that you've lost, that you that you grieve for, and that still affects you to that day. It would do something. You could be to weak you. to that. Sure. Yeah, I, I, imagine losing a loved one and someone that you're extremely close with, and then being out in public and seeing someone that looks that looks strikingly resembles that person. It, it, it would it would stop you in your tracks. It's it's jarring. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. And and that and that moment. You know that that creates cracks in the armor. I think a good example of the question you asked, though, talking about this opening, this opening priest that you know that Valak you know disposes of. I think, a, I think you're giving him more more validity than he deserves, and like how powerful, quote unquote, he is compared to Valak. But then also, I think he gives himself away very quickly that he's not he might not be the strongest you know like follower of God or you know you know high on that power ranking because when when alone in the dark with the boy and they hear things, what's the first thing he says? He says, I am a man of God. You are in God's house and he's watching you. That only yep. matters if you care about God watching you. And that only matters if, if you believe in that. And that man is relying on his faith in God to affect someone else. Not the fact that, that God, that, you know, God is protecting this place. Just the fact that his fear of God, he's projecting it onto the demon. That demon doesn't care if God sees him. Nope. Doesn't matter. All right, fair enough. Okay, noted. Okay, so now we have some kind of baseline kind of uh, explanation going forward then. It's always good to have that because, I mean, these well, movies yeah. are always – it's you can't – you also can't have an interesting horror film if well, yeah. if good and evil are on, are on equal footing. I so. think something to to keep in mind from my perspective – so this is the way that I see these kinds of things – is that a demon or like a movie like this that has like this kind of demon or possession thing going on, this is when a demon gets to a point where it's extremely powerful. When it can affect – when it can affect the physical realm in the direct ways that it does, it is beyond like a low level or a mid level like ranking demon like on the hierarchy. That is not what it is. It is powerful. It is it is on a mission and a goal that it's set a lot of time for, and it is ready to to kind of go forward with. I think another uh, like example of this is that movie where at the end the, about like the 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 uh, smile the the smile demon 
That was not a weak okay. entity. That is a powerful entity that is that is going through person to person, gaining power, and it can only yeah, affect. Didn't like that either. It can only no. affect the physical world the way that it does when it when it becomes so powerful. Until then, it's bump of the night stuff. It's making other people do its bidding by tempting it with you know with possession. Sin. That yeah, sort of stuff yeah, too. that kind of thing. Yep. So we're not dealing with a low level a low level demon. You're dealing with 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 a named demon that doesn't care that people know who he is. And that's big because the name of a demon is also very it holds power. So it does and, and power yeah. against it. So there's a lot happening here. I think Valak is a very high, like high powerful demon in like this world of angels and demons. And that's why well, we're I mean, seeing it, them able to affect what he does. And it's so powerful enough where like they were surely that they had there. They were sure they had defeated it before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here he is or here they are. Yeah. And just as powerful if not more powerful than previous yeah you know and in interactions and, and, and yeah and also don't forget that, that breaking breaking someone of faith is extremely it means a lot for for an evil entity uh the pope's exorcist is another good uh, movie to highlight where like the ultimate I actually like that movie yeah the ultimate prize for the demon in that film was the fact that like he was trying to take one of the most powerful exorcists because that brings that brings power to that demon to break someone of of, of that clout and that nature so to be able to go after them to begin with means that that person that that demon it, it it's it's high of stature. All right, fair. Okay, no, okay, fair. That's because I remember the first one we did. I did rewatch the first one recently. Is mm-hmm. the name does knowing the demon's name does give you a weapon to fight against it exactly. Too. Yep. So that's that's well, one they, thing they, they bring that up with. specifically in Pope's Exorcist for a long time. Yeah, remember, you yep. got to learn, got to find his name, got to find his name. Mm-hmm. The uh, the 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 John Goodman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, the, the John Goodman faith film. <laughs> yes. Okay. So moving moving forward. So we have returning cast, and then we have additional. We have Anna Popwell's character and her daughter, which become very important. Soapy. And I think it's interesting. Well, the one thing I did like about this movie is using it's using Frenchie. To, or more, more Maurice, the Valak, the demon, and it's you figure it out pretty soon. It's pretty quick, so it's not a spoiler. But it's using Maurice to move in, in kind of a, the where it wants to go, mm-hmm. which I think is very interesting. However, how it knows what it's looking for? Did, did the movie ever actually tell you how it knows the trinket it's looking for and where to look for it? Well, no, but they, but, they don't really explain it. Yeah, but they they don't have to because like. I think something else to kind of maybe consider is that, you know, I don't think Valak has to, you know, call the local library and do some reading to find out where something is. They probably have their own, and I say they as in like evil, have their own channels and ways to find out what they need to. Like the dark web. <laughs> the dark, dark web. Yes, 100%. So it, I'm it, glad you understood. <laughs> so I think that there's other avenues that, you know, something like that can get its information and find things out and things that is just known. You know what I mean? It, it's Constantine is a good example that, that there's just things that, you know, that certain levels of, you know, of these evil entities, they just have knowledge of within their own legends and their own stories that, you know, will lead them to the things that they're looking for. So let's get into the actual movie now then yeah. of how one of the, one of the things I really, I really kind of, and, and I felt this like 40, 40, mind, 45, maybe 15, 50 minutes in what I realized is the movie was still doing these things where it was still just doing these little tiny setups and scares to people. Mm-hmm. I was like, when's the actual movie going to start? When are we actually get into the meat potatoes of this movie instead of the so, nun just scaring people? 
I actually thought about that too. That like at the hour mark of the movie, we're not really making any progress on anything, and then like the last forty-five to a half hour to forty-five minutes is all go. Yeah, okay. which is it's it's a it's a different kind of feeling in this type of movie, especially after watching the first Nun movie, um, because that one was more like mystery behind it, and this is more just like let's figure out what's going on and then straight kill this thing again. Um, I want to talk about one character. Uh, very specifically, if you guys got a second, mm-hmm. the character that I thought was very interesting here uh, was Storm Reed's uh, character, yeah. Sister Deborah, okay. who is a nun who does not believe. Um, I thought that was a nifty kind of twist on things you don't see a whole lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I have no idea if that character is like representing a real person or anything, because, you know, some of these people really do. But, like, I liked the arc that she has with, like, seeing all this stuff firsthand. It was like, I don't, you know, she's like, I never really believed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Irene's like, well, hey, it's going to really help you if you do. (laughs) because. (laughs) And then I I like how that kind of came full circle. I thought that was nifty. Like, I, I, it was kind of unexpected, like that type of character in this movie. You know, so I thought I thought that was neat. No, I agree. And the way that the dynamic she has with Irene is kind of cool too. Yeah, I I, I do. I, I was confused how they sh- they make it they make it a point to show her smoking in the first scene that you see her, and then she never lights up a cigarette again the whole movie. You think that one at one time in this she'd have a stress cigarette, like you know, seeing something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this, like I you know, it's like the, it's the late fifties, bro. She just walks around smoking every day. Every <laughs> yeah, day. right. <laughs> <laughs> Even like inside doctor offices, just smoke yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, like yeah. as she's getting as like as Irene's getting checked out, she's just fucking ripping heaters in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Like deeply sighing. Yep, blows one out. Thanks, Doc. You know what I mean? Yeah. As he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's breathing through the through the thing in her neck, helping her breathe because she already destroyed her. Yeah. I, that was on a, some some <laughs> kind of funny movie that was on. Um so I also want to talk about the, the 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 setup for. Did we need the bully girls? The the did we need the yes. girls? Do we did we really need them though? Let me ask. I you. do. So that way they got their comeuppance at the end. Yeah, yeah. When, that girl, got, that yeah. girl got gored through a door. Fucking metal. Yeah, metal. By yeah, but she's alive. Yeah. She, she didn't die dick. though. <laughs> yeah, but she's never gonna sleep right again. Well, actually, so one thing I did want to mention, too, is let's talk about the trailer for just a half a second, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. The one big the one big scare part of the trailer is the the um, the opening the vents and looking yeah. in and seeing the nun. And then that, I didn't realize, like, I mean, they changed that, didn't got, they? Well, yes, not really. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, they did a little bit, but like that's all the way at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yes, it is. And like, you you know, like you would have thought that that would have been very early on in this movie. And it's not. It's like past the three quarter mark of this film. So, yeah, the only thing about the ju- that was kind of nifty. Well, yeah, agreed. But like the only thing that uh, about like the jump scare style that the nun does is that even when you know the jump scares there, it's going to get you in some way just because it, it does that psychological thing where like the music stops and. You well, know, and it, it does the loud jump scare. Yeah, it does the slow pan to the loud to the loud jump. So it, it like even though you know it's coming, it's like God damn, it, I'm gonna jump and like you like like you know it's gonna happen kind of thing. Well, not not one of them got me though. Unlike the first one, not one of them got me. I didn't. I was I was pretty calm the entire time, just sitting there. Now, several rows of several rows in front of me and to the right. There were two young girls who I don't know how they got in there, but I wasn't gonna say anything. But I probably um, just walked in. 
they were yeah, else they, there. yeah they don't no one does their job anymore but they they weren't gonna they were terrified the one of them threw her phone like that's a it was a little disruptive but I, I appreciate they were like getting into the movie and like they were really kind of they got like the scares got them at least I think anyway that was the reaction but it, it didn't get me at all because I I I didn't really expect the jump scares to come I just knew they were going to be jump scary and I just and none of them they didn't I think the one that kind of got me was the magazine first of all why is there a, a random unattended rack of magazines in this city there wasn't. <laughs> I mean, oh, so that um, that was that okay. That, okay, I must have missed that. How it was all just not there. I, to begin I, with. Also, yeah, I believe that's. I just chalked it up to France. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a Europe, it's a Europe thing, guys. You're, it's a Euro thing. You'd never understand. Yeah, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> fair, fair, <laughs> but that, that that's one that like the one that almost got me was one where she just came out and like when she grabbed her, and then that 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 one kind of got me. I just didn't expect it. I expected more of. There, there, there were two moments where, like, I was like, "Oh my god, this is kind of interesting." For example, when the the Sophie was running down the stairs after coming in contact with the nun, and then like she came face to face with it, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." Oh, you mean like the st- on the stair landing and, and the stairwell? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought this is going to be interesting because we've just seen Valak twenty minutes ago just kill this random girl who is delivering goods, just snap her neck, just against the wall, pick her up and snap her neck. So I wonder why she would do anything less to Sophie, but then someone turns the light on. So that's just my brain. Like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And I don't know. Did did the when when those when those kids and kids will be kids, but when they go in the the the, the, the padlocked door, the chapel, yeah, don't do and, that. And they walk past this the thing that like has a sheet over it and it moves. Did you guys like have like a deep sigh of like, oh my god, here we go, here we go. I mean, the yes. the sheet being draped over something is always a little a, a little on the, on nose. the nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's it's just like, oh, all right, let's see what it does. You know, like whatever. You know, like I, I'm not when for these kinds of films. As much as I would like to be here for like the 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 deep and unique like like effects and you know the well thought out things that you see. I don't think that's the goal of these films. And whether you like it or not, these movies are making money for the Conjuring universe, so mm-hmm. they're probably not going to go too far from the formula that already works until. No, so let's let's go ahead. Ben. Oh yeah, no, no, it, it, like, like uh, un- until something shakes them up, I don't think they're going to stray far from you know the A and B, the <sighs> equals C that they have going on. I, I think the I think the budget for this film is like forty million or something, and it's, it's thirty nine. Okay, all right, yeah. So it they've well surpassed that. This is a huge win for them, and. They're gonna keep on doing this until it doesn't win for them. That well, like, if we've learned anything, it makes money. Another one comes, and I think they've created a a very like well system of easy jump scares. You know, just an interesting story. You know, to to enough people that they can kind of keep on drawing new new web lines to to kind of keep branching out or branching backwards to kind of connect dots for people and just build off of that until people are on, aren't interested. I think we're gonna keep on getting things like that. What's the last Conjuring movie we watched? Con- we remember Conjuring Three, the right? Devil, no, the Devil Made Me Do It. Is that five? Or that, that may have been three. I don't know. I may be getting Insidious and Conjuring mixed up with how no, many no, no, Conjuring no. Three. Yeah, so that's the, the Devil, Devil Made Me Do It. it. That is yeah. the last one. That was okay. two years ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I remember that one. Because if I remember that one correctly, and don't quote me entirely, like that one was okay, right? It was okay. Like yeah, we, yeah, we didn't mind that one. Yeah, it was okay. 
Okay. But I don't. But these aren't. I I, I don't. I consider these movies. That was in like the, the weird well course. under the farmhouse yes. shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind these movies, but they're not. I, I don't consider. I don't consider the nun like part of the the main Conjuring universe. It's it's an it's a spinoff, but it's still well, in mean, the universe. I, I guess we'll see how they get connected back yeah, but, together. Yeah, hold on, but that's like saying that that like I don't know. That's like saying movies like The Guardians of the Galaxy isn't a part of the MCU. You no, know? no, no. Well, no, but that's it's it's not. Well, I mean, no. I'm talking about like I I can see the Nun more of like the Disney shows rather than part of the theatrical run. Although I mean, the Nun is a theatrical thing, but I I don't I expect a higher quality from the mainline Conjuring films than I do the Nun. Hmm. Eh. I mean, it's all about maybe that's just me, me, but maybe. I mean, it's just doesn't. But he, I w- want to ask you this: is so do we get one more of these? Do we get another nun? Well, I don't know if we get another nun, but you know, we're going to get more conjuring. Well, no, right? I know conjuring, but like, do we get more Valak centered stories, or do we just do we do we have everything we need to fill the? Well, it, if it costs forty million to make and it's it's done like hundred and fifty, I don't know if money. I don't know if they consider that. To, uh, as much as a profit as they need to make another one. I mean, it's a so, hundred plus. It's made its money and more. I mean, I, I don't is know. That, is, is, is Conjuring Blumhouse? Conjuring? I don't know. No, I don't think it is. Let me Maybe see. it's not. Because Blumhouse is that if it's if it costs 10 to make and it makes 120, that's not enough profit to make another one. So I don't know if they, if they feel the same. Because another none would be probably in 40 to 45 range. And it's probably going to make a lot less than 150. Hmm. So, I mean, r- diminishing returns, diminishing returns. But go on, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I was just thinking about because we haven't. I mean, there there is still stories to tell between where we know the nun existed and when when the Warrens are and where we and where we end up in 58. So Blumhouse does Insidious. Okay, that was that, was, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's great. The silence is great for audio podcasts. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk. So we'll talk about some other things in this that that, that may or may not have worked. Um, I let's talk about Frenchie himself. Let's talk about Maurice. Mm-hmm. How he how, how he's situated as the character that we're kind of focused around as carting Valak from one well, place to on, another. I, I, I want to make one more thing about Blumhouse real quick. Okay. Um, so Blumhouse is involved with the nun, but um, normally. The original Nun was done under the Atomic Monster line, but they combined to do this movie. Okay. So it is technically a Blumhouse. Right. Well, the original Nun, um, it was $22 million with $365 million return. Jeez. This, this is double that budget. It will not... It's only half the well, return. I mean, here's the thing. I have no reason to think that it won't continue to make some money for the next couple of weeks, yeah, right? True. That's true. So it like may, what's going to take it, it down? Not hunting in Venice, you know that didn't do it. Like what's next week? What comes out? I mean, I know we just did this game, but it's a, it's um, a lot of really bad things coming. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, here's the thing: if it makes it into October, like that's peak bad horror movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. You're not wrong. You're you're, you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, if it keeps trucking around, I mean, like, look, does Expendables knock it off next week? No, do you think so? That's gonna be tough. I mean, if you had, if you were a betting man and had to put money on it, would you take that bet? I probably wouldn't. No, because the third Expendables was it, it underperformed. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was bad. I, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't ahead, think so. I mean, it's got a clear path for another couple of weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So yeah, I mean, say it does another twenty million, another twenty after that, then it's at two hundred. I mean, I, sure, I just don't know how some movies. Some movies we watched recently would love to be at two hundred million. I just don't know how we can look at a film that costs forty million to make. It's it's at one hundred and sixty now, and say there's no chance we're going to get a nun three. I think you, I, well, I, I I think it's foolish to think that 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 the by the money made it doesn't pass the made enough money for a sequel thing. I think Grayson said that a little bit yeah. ago. Like it's yeah, made I, enough money to warrant a sequel if they wanted to do it. Hundred percent. Like it, I, will I they? Agree, I, don't know. I agree. I agree with that, but it's just like I don't know if the story's there. Oh, for yeah, another yeah. One, so I don't think they. You know, the money's. I don't think the money's high enough. Where like, hey, we'll force a third mm, one. Yeah. And that again, that sort of scenario. But like, look, if these keep making money, but it that's good for them but if they tie it into the more like higher overarching conjuring universe a little bit better than just snippets of the war and stuff like i think they have a better chance of making real money off of that okay yeah that's fair but i mean the nun the nun has been successful for them but i mean two movies combined as it stands right now two horror movies combined are half a billion dollars yeah and their total yeah, budget is like their, their total budget is like what like like oh like 65 million 60 million 65 million dollars yeah, yeah. For five hundred plus return, like that's a win. That's a huge win. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a lot of money made. That's a big win, but it's also, I mean, that's studio funding money there. Okay. Like those are what those are. Oh well, yeah, but you I mean, look at in the end, the math is is the same, right? It's money. It's money yeah, yeah, in right. versus money out. So, mm-hmm. yep. No, I, I I think the movie passes the you know is is it worthy of a sequel by the money it's made check now like story wise like like. like Grayson's already kind of alluded to the film's not the strongest in like its story. It's not the strongest in, you know, the, the, like the style of horror film you're used to from the first nun. Right. This definitely tells a little bit more of like a kind of, sto- of, of like a story involved. This reminded me of other horror films we've seen, you know, like that are kind of long form tells a story of like, you know, like specific of uh, like the specific people involved in a specific setting and then leads us to like a big showdown at the end. I, I don't know if we need a big showdown, you know, horror style movie all the time. I think this reminded me a lot of the what was it, the Red Door we just saw. The, sure. Yeah, like it reminds me more of that. Where like you know, it, it it's a longer form of like you know, why are we here? What is it looking for? Instead of like something just you know reaping havoc and people like frantically need to find out why it's there to get rid of it. They're more like you know, uh, like the our lead you know, our lead nun here, she's like tracking this thing down and trying to stop it the whole time. She isn't being affected by it directly. And then, and then like is forced to stop this thing from happening because it's going to kill her. She seeks it out to do something about it. And we follow along that ride. So it's a different kind of pace. than what people like might be used to from other horror films. I like this style. I like the whole figuring out the why. And, you know, is this the best one I've seen? Absolutely not. There's so many problems here and it's just, it's not the best written thing. But it's better than a lot of horror trash that we've seen. I mean, Grayson, you have to like this more than than the last two Michael Myers movies we've seen, right? <laughs> well, yes, but only only because I I don't hate the second Michael Myers. I hate the end of the second Michael Myers movie. Okay, but, but still, oh, you hate the whole Michael Myers the third one. Yeah, you hate the, the whole movie. movie. <laughs> that was a that was a fucking joke. That what about was real Matt? Like you were big mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was because it was, it's a joke. It's like it's a it's a Star Wars joke. Like it's all joke now, anyway. So well, yeah, but I, 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 uh, my, my point there is is that like you know we've seen worse, and you know you had to enjoy this more than something like that. And, sure, sure, but you know. I, I what I don't like is the what I don't like is the because in the first okay in the Nun twenty eighteen we find out that you know part of the backstory for this is 
at the Abbey in in the Middle Ages, uh, a rich duke who is obsessed with death is summoning a demon and the, oh yeah brother and the the towns you guys want to see a party trick <laughs> and the, the townspeople with some templar come streaming in and they stop it from happening at the last second and then they put you know christ's blood is there and valak literally has christ's blood spit in his face and it is not enough to kill i don't understand how that's not enough to end a demon however but there's no, there was no allusion to anything other than it's a demon being summoned from the underworld. But in this one, I, I appreciate the fact that we're trying to go deeper into the story, into the descendants, why Valak is here, what it's doing. I appreciate that. But this is some of the stuff that to me it seems forced. And that's why I don't like it because it doesn't – it seems like they're like, well, we can't tell the second – we can't make a nun too and just do the same thing again from the nun. We have to add different elements here. And the elements they're adding are the mystery elements who this person is, why they're a fallen angel, stuff like that. But that kind of bothers me because we don't – there was nothing to prompt it, only the fact that, there, that they needed a second movie, if that makes sense. Well, wh- well, what if the prompt was they wanted to, to highlight the history of the main character in the Conjuring universe? Well, fine, but shouldn't the nun have started that? I mean, again, you could say, well – they look identical, so that's your that's your cue. What, I get no, that. Hold on. Sure. Yeah, but what, what, like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you, as someone who you know who wants movies to have depth, depth, find like a huge problem with like all oh, they look alike, so they must have the same powers? Like, 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 I feel like someone, an intelligent movie watcher, wants that you know wants that effort and wants that you know that explanation. I think that you know, if anything this franchise is doing more than your average horror film like you know spiel of like at least trying to have some sort of like basis in its storyline and like giving you examples and reasons and all this other stuff i I just again i go back to we've seen so much crap and so much loosely tied together threads where like you know it seems like someone somewhere along this line is like you know hey you know Let's explain this by this, and it links to our other properties here. And so when we do this, it makes sense, you know, instead of well, people trying to wonder. Well, the, it's not in, in movie two of three is what I have the problem with. Same, uh, it's funny you bring up Halloween because it's the reason I'm so mad at that last Halloween film is they tried to completely change the formula in movie four of four. Why do you do that? Same with this movie is in, in movie two of what I what, what I assume will be a third one. What I assume will be the Nun trilogy they decide to then introduce all this stuff. What we should have had was the first one, we know that we know there's a reason why Valak is hunting down certain people. We know there's a reason why Valak is here besides being summoned. That was just the quick way of getting here. But we also know there's a link from the demon to the past and the the whole ancestor thing is I wish we had gotten a little taste of that in the nun rather than just because having it all dropped on you in two, you mean that's what I'm saying is if okay. if we never had Nun Nun Two, then I would be happy with the origin story of the Nun. I'll just oh just well more more Maurice has always been it just stay with Maurice. I get that, but like we the this first Nun film was made to be a self contained story for where that demon came from. It wasn't meant to sure. lead into a sequel where it came from and where it fit into that universe. But I mean, I mean the sequel stuff. I don't think that that's a real knock on that whole idea. Of well, it. It, it, it shouldn't be a knock on the nun too. I mean, again, Chris, I appreciate what you said. And yes, I do want my movies, regardless of what genre they are to have 
a story and to have depth. I mean, the movie that comes to – you talked about the whole mystery behind it all. The movie that comes to mind whenever someone says that, that I think did it in an outstanding way is The Ring. I love oh, yeah. the, the the U.S. remake of The Ring in 2022 – or sorry, 2002. The whole mystery, who is this girl, why she's doing what she's doing, what happened to her. I thought that movie is exemplary for what it does there. What I wanted was more of that in the first nun, and then we kind of end on a cliffhanger. The fact that we know it's in Frenchie because we did. I mean, the only reason we know it's in Frenchie in the, in the first one is because Maurice survives to be interrogated later as possessed. You know, that's the only yep. reason we know that. So I would, what I'd rather end on a cliffhanger is like she as a nun would have known. I mean, again, it's kind of a loose kind of a fantasy thing. But hmm. she as a nun would have known that she saw Frenchie in the corner held up in the held up by Valak. What happened in those moments? Did the, did the demon get something inside of you? Did he? And then he, of course, is going to say no because he's already possessed. And like that's but like the movie ends with everything. Everything's fine. They defeated a demon. Everything's fine. You know that's. It's I guess that's my great. that's my issue. Well, hold that. on, hold on. This movie this movie doesn't end that way. I feel like she she watches that those three people walk away and she looks very concerned. I think she knows that that there's something off about what happened. Oh no no she that's that's the look we should have gotten at the end of the first one not okay, the, end yeah. of the second. I mean yeah. but we I mean for the story to continue we need you you're, you're right though she she did look at those three although she saw kind of a family but the fact that like she's now questioning is the demon gone or is it just yeah clever and hiding away well and we know that it really isn't in the end because of you know the, the things that happen later in the timeline but like it, sure I, that we know we know farther down the line more stuff happens. exactly yeah. yeah but i I think that they did a good job of, of, of having her show that trepidation because they know now that they're connecting these i don't i don't think they made the first nun you know with the mind of like having more things linked to it i, I think you're right i think that it was just supposed it was to a be a self-contained story yeah it was supposed to be just one self-contained thing but then i was like oh well people like this and it made a lot of money for a low budget. It's a big, huge deal. Yeah, so it's like, oh, all right, you know, let, let's start tying this together and tell a story that we want to tell for something else later on. Well, do do we know what happened? Do we, and this is just a question out of, out of thin yeah, air, yeah. but do we know what happens to Sister Irene before the, the conjuring starts? Do we, do we know if she meets, like, was there ever any mention of this woman or is she just the mother of Vera Farmiga's character in The Conjuring? I don't, I, I'm no, not sure. I don't think we really so I don't think we know, but I mean, again, there's this why I think we're getting a third one because like there's still story, there's still unclosed, you know, loops, loops. here that still have to be closed to, to close this out entirely before we get to, you know, before you can call it a self-contained thing. And I, I just don't know if I, after this movie was, I, I thought this movie was so bad. I mean, is it fun for someone who likes horror? Sure. I like demons, but this the last twenty five minutes of this movie is so laughably stupid. I mean, not that it's any different from, from the original Nun or from, like you said, Chris, <laughs> half yeah, yeah. the half the, the the horror crap we watch is just the problem is you know you reveal too much of the of the demon and just okay, this is now pretty stupid. Well, but I mean, it's, like, it's just, it, ugh, it's just it, it, it depends on what on what theories you want to go with. I think that's, that's some of the fun in some of this. I mean, th- I saw that there's a theory that someone said that that Irene, Lorraine, and the nun, and like the female nun that is the possessed entity, are all the same person in the end. You know what I mean? Like it's a, like they're all they're all tied and looped together in that way. I don't think that's true, but like those are the kinds of things that come up that you can kind of like say, oh, that's an interesting idea. You know, and that's something that you know you could you could see kind of being a part of that whole thing. But I I, I agree with you that the last act of this film is it's it's not it's not good, right? 
it's it, it it's a it, it's a it's a devolution of of like the storytelling they were going for. They have a big final act in place. They're looking for this hugely powerful like you know a- actual god tier artifact in you know the eyes of a saint, and you know supernatural demon fight demon thing occurs. You know, and then demons sure. then demons do demon things, and they demons. they end up you know oh underestimating you know the, the power and the faith of those that they thought that were going to be victims blah 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 things happen i'm going to catch this girl on fire oh wait i can't and then you oh know, <laughs> lol nope yeah <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and then shit demon and and then he gets a wine bath and everything's fine you, like yeah i mean i don't think valak was fine like he seemed to be having a rough time. Valak was melting; bath. his his demon skin was melting. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's the whole water into wine, wine into earth, Jesus' blood, and all that. All I was going to ask you: Do you guys think being set on fire is fun? Because it doesn't look fun. It doesn't but sound then fun. Like, well, she didn't seem like she cared. <laughs> she was screaming. She I mean, was screaming up to a certain point. I mean, try it yourself and let us know, and then we can really like, mm, like discuss it in back. detail. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Is like we still have this kind of an unknown connection. Like her mother, we we know a little bit about her mother, but like, is that is that going to continue with Lorraine now? Warren, I think that's uh, Vera's name in the Conjuring. The Warren, yeah, Lorraine. Like, is yeah, it going to yeah. continue, or like, how is that going to go? And like, is Valak again after having? the literal blood of Christ thrown on him again. Is he going to somehow survive again through Frenchie? It's just, it doesn't, these well, things get a little weird. Valak, like, Valak obviously, you know, survives. We saw, I think that's who we see in the red door as well. But like, I think that they, they chose the story they did with a purpose. I think that, you know, telling the lineage of, of Irene and now Lorraine, it'll come into play in some way, shape or form. Wait, who did we see in the red door? Insidious? See, I believe it's the same demon, isn't it? I think it's Valak. And I don't. Well, they're not related. Insidious and Conjuring are not the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, Either well, way, that'd be. I don't think. I. I think it was some weird goat thing, though. I. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. It's been. It's been a while since I've seen it. But however, it's. I, there's a lot of questions that I need answered to to really continue. Not not that it matters because they're 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 either going to make the movie or not. True. Not based on this podcast. True. But I mean, they're, I mean, I'm sure that they're looking at the numbers, saying, "Okay, solid. We can make another. We could probably make another hundred million profit if we make one more of these." Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. In the end, I feel like I enjoyed this movie more than both of you, and I think I'm giving it probably more credit than what you guys are giving it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just I I think that this movie that we got isn't as terrible as what is what you know it might sound i think the movie's better than a lot of the stuff we've seen well answer me answer me well, this then. well is, here's the thing though that bar isn't very high recently well true well, it's it hasn't been very high ever in fairness within <laughs> this genre you know what i mean it, no, it just it hasn't right. unfortunately you're right so answer me this mm-hmm. even in the last act when valak is doing when you know she's doing the thing where he's, he's like floating above the ground yeah. and acting through yeah. frenchy demons doing Why demon things why did yeah? Why doesn't he just kill? That's the whole thing. Is why do demons? I I understand why they toy with people, but in the last act, when all you want to do is kill him, why not just kill him? Why couldn't he just? True. I mean, he couldn't. He could have. You know, the whole like that the the that bone that bone noise that just oh, it just like unnerves that. you. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and and, 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 and I, I I do want to talk about the feeling you guys felt when you watched a dagger being plunged into this woman's eye eye socket. <laughs> Because that that's the uh, thing that got me the most. In the plunge movie. isn't even like, plunged is is the wrong p word. It's punched into her eye sockets because it's just both both eye sockets. <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I like the sound effect they used. It was like a it was like a hollow suction cup sound, like like thump, yeah, thump. it was like <laughs> yeah, it was like if you ever like just plunged a sink. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Did I want to get back, but how how does why does Valk not just okay? So so again, it, it goes back to to everything that's going on, and okay, a the answer to your question up front is movie. Movie things have to happen, you know what I mean? Suspense right. has to be built, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to get into, like, you know, like other other reasons why, possibly, Valak is now in three different places. His power is split. He is now, he's now, goat, he's now Goatman Bear Pig. He is now, he is, he, he, he is now Super Floaty Nun Monster, which is probably taking the most of his power to, 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 to do those things. And then he's also controlling Frenchie still. So he's, his power is split between three different things happening at once. At the same time, the people he's dealing with, are powerful of faith in some way. We know Irene yep. is high on that ladder. She's going to be the hardest one to, 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 to conquer. A, her faith is strong. She's the alpha. B, <laughs> she is a literal descendant of uh, of this patron saint. Saint-ish, so now yeah. she has even more plot armor, if you will, you know, faith armor. And then the other people that she's that that he's in, he's there with are also not just you know C tier. NPCs. He's actually against people that have some power of faith or things that they're pushing hard, to, you know, to live through. There's a lot of things that you could say to explain that if you want to explain the movie magic. But in the end, because movie things have to happen with demon guy doing demon things, and then the good guys winning, so the story can go on. Either answer, I believe, is acceptable and makes sense if you think about it through that lens. Do I want? Also, do I want Valak to win? I think that I think that would be more interesting if if more bad shit happened. But we know Valak survives in some way to live on to do the next things. You know, with Maurice down the line. Also, how many people do you get the sense over on this campus? Like nine total. Uh, fifteen. <laughs> honestly, yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Um, there were definitely like hundreds of people on this campus, and they. Again, it's one of those things where they managed to t- make this movie without ever involving anyone that's not part of the story. Where did everybody go? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> well, maybe they saw there was a fucking demon and left like everybody. Yeah, else maybe should. they were like, peace. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's true. I mean, I don't like, why wouldn't you just say, go get all the holy people on this? We have to go. We have to pray. Walk towards Valak and pray. Like, I don't, it's just like there aren't like actual that. other churches. We're like, hey, man, I think we got a demon down the street. Could you like assist? <laughs> We'll we'll pay we'll give you a day's wages and we'll feed you lunch. Done. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah, More than yeah. fair. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I what I I guess talking about it now, I do want a third one, but only because I want it to be done. Uh, and that's I, fair. I want the Conjuring universe I mean, to focus you want the on loop other closed? things. I mean that that's fine. I don't have a real issue with that. But I mean, like, look, I don't think this movie's overly bad though. But Agreed. like, look. Legitimately, I think it's worse than the first Nun movie to me really? because, yeah, well, and here's why, you know, like, look, the first Nun movie kind of scared the shit out of me because one, I don't like these movies, yeah, yeah. you know, I, it's not, this is not some sort of new development here, folks. You know, I'm not a big fan of these, don't really like them, but like, I found that movie to be scarier than this one. You know, maybe it's just the setting of being like the old creepy convent, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I never really got the vibe that this place was overly scary, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. so, I mean, so, I mean, so, this so, is more about me. Well, well, here's the thing. I think your your objection to this film and what it didn't deliver is is completely valid through like the person that wants to, that is watching a horror film, right? I don't think that's what this movie was in the end trying to do as its main goal. 
I do believe that this was more of a narrative, like a quote unquote narrative piece within this universe and like more story. Yeah. But it's, it's completely legitimate for people that want to go see a horror film to go, well, that movie wasn't scary. The first one was scarier. So it's, so therefore, sure. so therefore it's it like, this is the worst, the worst film out of the two. That makes sense. Yeah. I, it, it, it's all subjective to what you want to get out of this film. I'm cool. Well, I wanted to get out of the theater. <laughs> So, well, no, I don't. I don't think Chris. I don't think that that's that's what I've been trying to say for a while now to you guys. Is there's just like there's a right and a wrong way to write a paper for school. There's a right and a wrong way to make a movie. It's either I don't think it's based on anything that people. That's why I don't. That's why the argument I think it's muddled here is regardless of how much you like or dislike a movie, there's also a a baseline of of movie making one hundred and one. That has to happen for a movie to be good. That's you know that's why some movies are so much better than others is they they follow the right rules. I don't think this subjective if this movie is is bad or good. It's either you like it or you don't. But you this is a this is a, a not a well made movie. No, it, that's it, the whole thing. Like motivations don't make sense, characters don't make sense, and if those don't make sense, then the movie can't be considered good because that's well, the whole premise is then done. Whose motivations? The characters don't make sense in their own, in their own universe. Whose motivations don't make sense? Tell me. Well, Valak for one. Valak's motivations make complete that. sense. What are his motivations? I, I, I don't think they he wants do. to. He wants to gain power, so he's looking the eyeballs, for a relic, bro. Yeah, he wants his eyeballs back, bitch. Like, but again, uh, how does he know where to look for them? How does he? How does he know any of it? No, 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 no. Demon. How he knows where to look for? You do not have to know how he got that information. That's not what it is. You do not. You don't need to know how he knows where those are. We need to know how. But our again, for know. If, for a more complete movie, I need to know how Valak no, no, knows where to find on. those eyeballs. You of need to know. You want to know is is the thing. No, 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 no. Chris. I, you need to know. That's the whole thing. Is if you, you got to know why a character is doing what they're doing, no, how they're doing it, not, what information that they're. I don't going know if you need of. to know the motivation behind what a demon does. Yeah. Well, f- okay, fine, but. If someone does something and there's, you're like, wait, 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 did I miss a scene? Did I fall asleep for three hundred minutes? Why is he doing this? Why is he looking there? Why is this person doing that? Then if you ask those questions, then you're asking those questions, and that's not a good thing. But I know why he's doing all those things. But this thing could be buried in Earth anywhere. But it wasn't. It was. It was in the Abbey. Well, okay, fine, but again, on the ground, I'll... marked by a laser pointer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, I found that hilarious that you could tell that that was not glass. That was a goddamn. High school teacher's fucking laser pointer on her hand. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like that's okay. That looks kind of bad, guys. Well, again, no. In in Europe, I can buy those. Some of those cathedrals are pretty old, and I can buy that. Fine, fine, fine. But uh, take Valak out of the equation for a second. Is a lot of the other characters' motivation? I don't think makes any sense either. Or what they do doesn't make any sense. But again, horror. You know, well, yeah. the stuff people do in horror films has never been. It's yeah. always been kind of a, so, an argument. That's the horror I wanna, genre, I, though. I want to yeah. ask you guys one one serious question yeah. here, real quick, and that's probably about time for us to wrap up. Probably. So, I want to talk about this chapel that they're the, you know that they're waging war in. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the so, this place school. is shut down, chained up. Yeah. Well, no, I mean just the chapel part. Okay. Okay. Just because you know it's chained up, locked down. It's been bombed out since World War Two, at mm-hmm, least, right? Mm-hmm. Why is there still so much shit in the bottom of this place? Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I want you to think about this seriously, right? Like, all this other stuff is, like, beat up and bombed out, but there are, like, hundreds of kegs of untapped wine well, the, 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 just the, chilling there. They talked about it. 
they for the wine part yeah did they? yeah uh it was uh it was whatever it was in world war ii then it became then it became a wine uh a wine depot it, it was a vineyard yeah yeah, yeah. and it's yeah it was a vineyard for a short time and then it became the boarding school okay okay so okay i do remember that part yeah but like why is that stuff still there like they would have cleared it out oh i mean i don't know because back then you <laughs> like, know you wouldn't just yeah. be like one day well look you know here's a hundred barrels of french wine yeah fucking leave it <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's movie convenience so that Valk can get spray yeah. can get his, exactly. his, exactly. his, his, his like, look, at least I thought that was interesting, but yeah, I thought about that for a while. I was like, why is all this shit just down here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get you. Mm. Whatever. Well, one thing has to follow another, and like, it's just, I, I, I'm not quite sure that a lot of this movie did, but I mean, we're we're talking about less than a five anyway from all three of us, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, anyway, you, right? I mean, be careful assuming my score, sir. I assumed uh, you're right, right. Uh, when you assume so you want to yourself. uh want to wrap it want to wrap this guy up to score it here. Well, yeah, let's, let's go first. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah, I don't go mind. Ahead. Yeah. Uh so the nun 2. I was very excited for the nun 2. I like the nun. I like the concept. I just don't think they've nailed the movie as far as it of the potential that it could have given the concept of the movie. I think I gave the first one a 4. This to me is a 3. This is a, just a little worse than the original, but that's just my opinion. I think this is a little worse than the original, so I'm going to go three. Go ahead, Roger. All right, Chris, you want me to go, go ahead and go? Okay, so I have no idea what I rated the nun. Um, doesn't really matter to me in this thing. Um, all jokes aside, don't really like scary movies. Uh, however, I didn't find this one overly scary, to be honest. Um, every jump scare you that you get, you see coming, or at least I did, because I've trained myself to be ready for that, because I don't like to be scared. Um, the thing is, is like, I don't, this movie's just not very good to me. I don't think it's awful. It's not, trust me, even though I'm not going to give it a good score, it is, but not even in the top 10 of worst movies we've watched this year. Um, which is hey, very damning about mm-hmm. all the stuff we've watched, yeah. by the way. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, this movie's like a three to me. I, it just, it doesn't appeal to me. It's not my type of movie. Um, I look, if you, if you like scary movies like this, sure, man, have at it, you know, it's making good money. Good for you guys. But to me, it's a three. Dang. Guys are so, guys are so harsh on this film. So Chris, give it, give it what you want to give it. Okay. Okay. So, so, so this movie, I'm going to echo Roger said at the end here, this is not a terrible movie compared to things we've seen. Right. Like even this year alone, like this film is fine on that front. It does. It, it tries to kind of, you know, pull a thread through from one piece to another to kind of connect some dots for people. Do we need the nun to? No, absolutely not. You know, or am I glad we got it? I have no idea. But the movie's fine in the sense that, you know, we got it and it told a decent story with decent acting and some jump scares in it, if that's what you went for. If you don't like the if, if you're one of the people that hate this movie because it wasn't scary and it's not a horror film, I get it. That makes complete sense if that's why you want to go see The Nun 2. I like the story element to it. And because of that reason and the fact that they pulled that through, this movie's getting a seven from me. Minus Whoa. minus three. Minus three. <laughs> It's a four. It's not a great film. Okay. It's not very good at all. It, it it it's it's fine for what it is. But I, I, the only reason why I even gave a shit is because they do a decent job trying to kind of like tie some threads through and connect some story stuff. I'm into that. I like that. I like seeing you know 
a murder monster that has a reason for its murder and has and, and it's kind of driven by something instead of just you know shows up does things and whatever and leaves so you know it's fine it's not great it's not fantastic i won't watch this ever again unless i'm forced to I, it's fine it's four. Oh, i will i've watched the original none like 12 times i'll watch this one probably it's just what the fuck because there to me it's just i can turn it <laughs> It depends on what you're doing because in Pittsburgh, when I, when I'm up there at my apartment, I just, when I'm cleaning or something, I like to just throw a movie on I'm very familiar with and then just so I can listen to it and do my own thing. Or like when I'm, when I'm sorting through cards or organizing a a shelving unit with a bunch of books on it and, and movies, like it's just, it's easy to just, I know it's weird to say it's easy to listen to a horror film, but I'm very comfortable because there's not, there's so little that's complicated about the nun. So it's just, it's easy to like look up every, every few minutes. Yeah. But, and yeah, but you're if at. you're working all of a sudden you hear bah! and like, you know, like there's these loud noises. Isn't that jarring on its own? You know what I mean? Not, not, it's, it doesn't phase me as much as you think. Especially oh, all right. Alone in all my right that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a background noise, Harry Potter kind of guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's definitely fair. That's definitely oh, fair. That's funny. Um, so that's a weird. So did you want to give it a seven, Chris? No, 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 no. I was kidding. It's not a good film. Okay. I just like, like I, I don't, I don't agree. And this is a personal thing with a lot of the negativity it's getting for like you know certain things. And it's like the movie's not as bad as it's not as bad as what people think. It's not as bad as what people are giving it. But again, it's, it's their opinion and they have their reasons for well, it. No, but it's it's the whole. I think people really have confused, especially today when with. Their, their liking of a movie with the quality of a movie. And that's always been a thing. Even since I've been a teenager, like, it's always been like, no, buddy, you're misunderstanding my question. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's that's the whole thing, though. Is And I think a lot of people just they just equate the two as the same. The same, yeah. And, I mean, and, and it's not. As Roger alluded to, I can point out easily seven movies that we watched this year alone that are worse than this film. So it, it, yeah. it's like, it's not, it's not the worst thing I've seen. I've seen far worse. And, you know, it's not great, but it's it's not the 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 fire that everyone is giving it. I don't think. Well, look no, at the, look at Vacation Friends too. We talked about last yeah. week. It was we significantly worse, right? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The, the one thing is too is, I and I mean this seriously. So we're we're in mid September now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've given things more fours and under in the last six months than I had. I don't know in the four years combined I've been doing this, mm. <laughs> you know, like it's just been so bad lately. That's why every time we get something good, I'm happy. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, look, our, our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. That's not a high bar, folks. That's the lowest bar we could possibly set. True. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just going to have to start talking about Edge of Tomorrow every time. I <laughs> All right, I didn't watch the movie, boys. I'm reviewing Edge of Tomorrow again. <laughs> this is the eighth time this month. Fuck out of here. I'm ready to talk right, about gentlemen. it. I, I noticed a particular a particular zergling that caught my eye this time. Let's talk about it. Talk about the zergling. Yeah, the zerg rush. Yes, let's talk about it. All right, gentlemen. Thank you again for joining me for this episode. This has been episode 348A of Ford Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave us a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm a Grayson Maxwell one. Hi, I'm at Rod Stone. I'm Christopher Pod. Chris has no X. 
or They're Twitter cool. as it's pronounced. It's pronounced and Twitter. <laughs> don't forget to check us out on Facebook. <laughs> Always posting things on social media. It's German or something. I don't know. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> send, uh, check us out on YouTube. So presence there and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week we're taking a look at haunting in Venice with a host of actors, including <laughs> Kenneth Branagh and no one will save you yeah. on Hulu with Caitlin Deaver, a trailer we talked about just today. I'm excited for one of these. The other is haunting in Venice, but haunting in Venice is going to be much better than no one will save you. Just I'm, Throwing it out there as a fact. Oh, I, can't, I hope to God you're wrong. I can't Ooh, wait for this. buddy. I mean, you know, last Brawn All movie, or last one of those movies was Death on the Nile, and that was not <laughs> good. Yeah, but we knew that wasn't going to be good. We knew it. Yeah, but so, I mean, I wouldn't double down thinking the next one will be. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll make, look, I'll, I'll bet some nuggies. I'm willing to bet oh, some nuggies. Oh, man. Damn, oh, Chris, you in? You uh, we have we have a we have a um uh, verbal handshake. For, for sure, I'm out. I'm out of this one. Sure. Good, good lord. <laughs> uh, 